Welcome to the Nicholas Brown Podcast, a podcast talk show about real estate investing, business leadership, and personal development. Each week, we explore current real-life case studies about how to build financial independence through investing in real estate to build your personal portfolio through passive income models, along with interviews from the top business leaders and personal development leaders. Now, here's your host, Nicholas Brown. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is episode 35. I got another special guest, which this topic is going to be on business development, but we're going to deal with the, the real estate niche on there. So, for example, my listeners, you, you guys are new, new listeners, or you may be passive or you may be active. This is my niche. He's going to be on the, the site I'm telling you about, the 24-7 uh, site, which you can always watch videos or reach out to him, and he'll be able to uh, answer your questions because I love for him to educate you. I love the people that I'm giving you on this, this type of episode to educate you. And make sure you send, send business because he's educated. He's the authority on there. If you don't know, he will find out, I promise. So let's get to it. This episode is about Mike Helm. Mike Helm is a sales executive with Fidelity National Title Group, the nation's largest group title companies and title insurance underwriters. Throughout his career, Mike has been a constant networker, forming the next generation of New Jersey networking group to give young professionals of all industries an opportunity to connect, network, collaborate, and grow together. Mike started the Morning Spotlight in 2020 as the daily LinkedIn video series where he would interview networking partners, clients, and friends in an effort to give everyone an opportunity to speak to his network. After three months of the video series, the Morning Spotlight transitioned into more traditional podcast format it is today, which is primarily focused on real estate, but has discussed business but has discussed business, mental health, health, and fitness, and more. He has interviewed high-profile members of the real estate industry, an Olympic athlete, professional sport coaches, and others to provide his listeners with great insights on business and life. Make sure you guys reach out to Mike at michael.ham at ctt.com. You also can reach him online, which is on, on the phone, which is 8. 62-505-4853. Welcome to the show, Mike. Nick, I am so pumped to be here. Uh, yeah. I haven't even honestly even looked at my LinkedIn bio, so that's why I was like, oh, I mean, I wonder how this is going to go. But that's perfect. I'm ready yeah. to go. I know title insurance is not necessarily like the sexiest subject. <laughs> it's but I needed. promise. Yeah, it's yeah. needed. And I promise I'm going to make it as exciting as I possibly can. I appreciate so I'm that. Excited to be here. Thank you. But ladies and gentlemen, before we move on, I'm going to give him give it, give it to him, though. But I want to make sure you guys subscribe to this YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to this channel. If you listen in, make sure you download this, as I said before. Though, but just another, another tip, I advise you guys, if you haven't already, join in with Clubhouse. This is how I met this gentleman here. Let's see how we're bonding now. So oh, make yeah. sure you guys tie in with that. It's good networking. Great. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Clubhouse obviously has been just a great way to connect. I mean, I literally just got off a call with someone that I met on Clubhouse. That's, really? that's a real estate person. Now wow. I'm on here with you on your show, talking wow. real estate, talking yeah. title insurance. So right. the power of Clubhouse is real. I right. mean, it's a time suck for sure, but yeah. you yeah. know, I'm, I'm, 
excited about it because it has opened a lot of doors for me. So And it pays uh, off, and it's tied yeah. in counter to LinkedIn, too. Don't, don't yeah. you agree? I definitely agree. I mean, I think that the, the nice thing about Clubhouse and platforms like LinkedIn, which is, you know, where I spend a lot of my time and where right. I try to network as much as possible, is that I feel like you get a little bit more of um, uh, an engaged way to kind of communicate with somebody. So right. when I heard you talking about your show and you heard me kind of pitching myself in that guest connection room that we were in, right. I think we almost immediately knew yeah. that we could, we could yeah. figure something out. And there's, yeah. yeah, there's, you can't hide on, on there. When you're talking, <laughs> right. you can't be fake. You got to right. be as real as, as you are. And right. um, I think that that's where I, the connection with, between us really happened. Right. And then now here we are. Now Because it's a bridge builder also. It's a good yeah. bridge builder. You know, it's 24 seven. You'd be surprised who come on. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you get get chance to look at his YouTube or his LinkedIn, you're gonna see some 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 celebrities on there. Also, I saw some yeah. celebrities, NFL players, and all that. So oh, yeah, yeah, and have. we try to we try to keep it as as fun <laughs> as possible. So you right, know, like I mean, I I like to say that I'm the coolest guy in title insurance. Yeah, um, yeah, and is. I wouldn't be the coolest guy in title insurance if I didn't talk to cool people. Right, you know? so right. We, we, right. we do two episodes a week now. So every Tuesday we do a real estate focused episode on covering okay. a variety of topics. Um, and then every Thursday we have people on that, you know, run the gamut of, like you said, NFL players. We've had Olympic athletes, yeah, had musicians, we've had Emmy award winning actors and broadcasters, right. um, right. really like a lot of different people that can provide a lot of different value beyond just, you know, how to set up a 1031 or how to, right. you know, do a multifamily investment. So right. I think it's right. just, you know, you get to connect with the people more. And I think right. that's what business and real estate and everything is all about. And that's what that's we're talking right. about with Clubhouse. You connect with people first. That's and then right. Come second, and that's kind of how the show is set up. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, you're gonna. He's on. He's. I already told him he'll be in the back office. If you ever have any questions on LinkedIn or passive, REI networking, because it's about networking. That's what we're doing now. But he, if he can't answer, he'll find out. But that's oh, why yeah. I want him. I want Mike to educate you on on title. Title. It takes time to build that type of business, though. But that is needed. Am I correct? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I I will have been doing this. Um, uh, four years in August of this year. Um, so it's wow. been, you know, a long time, but at the same time, it's gone by really fast. I mean, lost pretty much an entire year last year due to COVID and right. everything going on. There wasn't a lot of real estate stuff happening. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll do my best to educate. I mean, it, it differs title insurance, the way it's set up differs state to state. Right. And I'm licensed in New Jersey, but I do work for a national underwriter, like you mentioned in the bio, uh, for Fidelity National Title Group. Right. We're all over the country. Um, so I work directly for the underwriter. We're not an agency. So directly for the underwriter. So you go right to the source to get your policies um, rather than going through a middleman. But I'll kind of give like the, the, the basis of title yeah. insurance and kind of what it, it down. Cause yeah. most of the listeners that I'm getting there, are either beginners in real estate, right. want to get multi-level uh, multi-properties multi on the apartment complex, but they're going to need title insurance because it's basically yeah. attorney. You got to make sure all the, the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed. Exactly. Yeah. All so right. title insurance. Yeah. So like the quick and dirty version of what title insurance is, it's different than any other type of insurance you're ever going to purchase in your entire life. Um, so you think car insurance, health insurance, life insurance, you pay monthly, yearly, whatever premiums for anything that's going to happen in the future. Title insurance is different in that it is a one-time premium that you pay at the time of the closing on that property, whether it's a $100,000 residential property or a $100 million commercial property. Right. Um, you pay it at your closing. And this is, you know, again, this is Jersey-centric. Um, but you pay it at your closing and it covers you for everything that's happened in the past. 
um, on that piece of property. So let's say there is a lien on the property. Let's say there's an easement on the property. Let's say there's, you know, a survey issue. So we take care of all those types of things, make sure we don't do the surveys. We have surveyors do it, but we don't provide survey endorsements. Um, But we look at all those things. We, in here in New Jersey, we actually have people go into the county records offices, pull books off the shelves, make photocopies, send, you know, all the deeds and all the chains of title. Um, We do a lot of different types of searches on that. Make sure that, you know, ladies and gentlemen, while you guys listening in and while you're watching this, his company represents his is nationwide. Right. I want you guys to understand that. So he's not yeah. just talking about New Jersey. He's a yeah. Am I right? Correct. Right. Yeah. So there's nuances to every state on how it actually operates, like who pays for it, um, whether it's the buyer, or the seller here in New Jersey, the buyer pays for it. Other states, the seller has to pay for it. Um, it is not. Uh, I know for a I'm fact here in New Jersey. Office. I'm just talking about offices. You know, yeah, right, right. Company. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're nationwide. nationwide ladies yeah, ladies. nationwide. Um, and then that way we can, you know, facilitate transactions anywhere in the country. Exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and there's other cases too where, you know, um, I lost my train of thought, but that's okay. So basically what happens is we get the, we get the um, information on that piece of property. We put together the commitment, we send it, we help facilitate closings in a lot of cases. And then from there, um, you know, then you're covered for anything that's happened in the past on that property. So let's just say, for example, um, that the guy before you that owned the house that you're about to buy hasn't paid his mortgage and the bank has a lien on that piece of property. If you do not get title insurance um, and you do not know that there is a lien on that property and you take ownership of that house now, the lien doesn't follow the guy who owned it prior. It is now your responsibility to take care of that. So that's just one of the things that you don't want to get into a situation where you walk into the house, you're all excited. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, the bank has a lien on the property that now I have to pay because it's under my name and not the previous owner's name. Um, You know, even like there's other examples of where, you know, let's just say the power company has an easement through your backyard. Again, this is, we're doing a lot of residential stuff, but easement, a power company has an easement through your backyard. They have a a power line running underneath the ground in your backyard. You want to put an addition on, you have no idea that that easement is there. You put the addition on, they have to get to the line. You're, you know, you're kind of up, up the creek. If you, if you you get title insurance. Yeah. Yeah. So the one thing, right. Right. So, um, title insurance is not necessarily, uh, required by law to purchase when you are doing, uh, when you were purchasing real estate. However, um, if you're getting a loan from a bank, I would say 99.999% of the time, they're going to require you to get at least a loan policy. Um, if you're working with an attorney and you're working with an attorney that's, you know, knows at least even a little bit about real estate, they're going to know that they should get it just because the, uh, potential implications of not having it are, so huge and could really set you back quite a quite a bit because you are making a big investment whether you're right. like i said before whether it's a hundred thousand dollar residential property or a hundred million dollar uh commercial property it's an investment you're spending a lot of money on that property you want to make sure that what you're getting is what you're seeing then there's no underlying things that you don't see that could set you back financially down the road okay now when you said premium that's a one you said that's a one time right one time payment right? and yep. that covers that covers what can you explain what the premium what does it what's the purpose of the premium what does it cover yeah so the premium thing yeah right so the premium like i said covers everything that's happened in the past so like 
you pay that premium. Usually it's based, every state's different on how they calculate premium. Uh, some have negotiated rates, some have standard rates like they do here in New Jersey. Um, so it's based off the fair market value of the property. Um, there's a calculator that I can run through. Right. And if people, if your listeners need right. a quote, I can run you a quote on what that would cost wherever in the country. Um, so yeah, that, but like a little PDF or a little link where they can go to. Yeah. Like yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, and then, we'll, we'll get you that because that'll be in the site, passive in, yeah. in site. So right. That, so they can go there, they can fill out the information, and then they can they'll know what the title insurance premium is going to be. I mean, I do know here, New York, New Jersey, um, tri-state area, we have some of the higher premiums in the country, but sure. then other states, you know, have lower premiums. But it it is going to be a financial, you know, uh, you're going to have to pay at the closing for, like I said, anything that's happened on the property. And then once you pay that premium, you're covered. And you never have to worry about title insurance again, right. or at least Example. you know, unless there's unless there's a claim, you know what I mean. And in that case, then you actually have to, you know, find your policy, know what it covers, all that kind of stuff. Here's an example, ladies and gentlemen, that's watching, and ladies and gentlemen that's listening. Let's just say, for example, you find a property here in Dallas, and it's a probate issue, and that's the purpose of a title search on there. If anything happens, and that person had title insurance before, you're not liable for that. They are. Am I correct? Uh, so if it would happen before the previous owner, right? If I want to buy that property, that previous owner had um, title insurance, and yep. but my my company didn't notice it or whatever. And here I am, about a month later or something like that, I get a knock on the door and they say, "Hey, you got a little lien here. You got a bush lien or whatever for the last eight years. You owe that." I can just yeah. send it back to that title company because they actually had it, but they may have overlooked it though. But I'm not liable for that. Correct. So if well if you if you did your title if if you purchased title insurance as the buyer of that right. property then yes you would be covered to the the title company that you just purchased that policy from it wouldn't go right. back to the previous owner and his his or her policy it would just be on you and that title company so um, you know, because the that's their company, job for the title company to make sure right. there's no types of liens when you close that. Because that's the purpose exactly. of getting the, 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 the premium, right? So, like your if, assets, yeah. as you call it, yeah, right. <laughs> if there's if there's stuff that needs to get cleared up, right? The title company should be clearing up. You're making sure that like the mortgages are discharged. Um, you know, the liens are taken care of. Whether the seller has to pay and get those like you know uh, uh, the liens. Uh, paid off right. um, or whatever it is just to make sure that when the buyer steps in, it's fresh, clean, whatever. And then they don't have to worry about any of that other stuff on the back end. Yeah. Anything in the future, cause it, it has happened. I know it has happened before right. when I purchased a property and then two or three months now, some contractor or somebody wants me to pay them or, you know, no, no, go talk to the title company. You know? Right. You know, here's my policy. That's the purpose of the premium. Yeah. And my, we do stretch that cover your assets before you do that right don't, don't i wouldn't do that but but go ahead so what got you into the business um that's <laughs> uh <laughs> um side question is that a side question i think that's deep? a side question uh, yeah it's no it's it's not deep it's just like i mean i i came i graduated college in 2012 okay. uh here in new jersey i uh, was played baseball in college was a college baseball coach my first wow. job out of college did that for four or five years um, then worked at an indoor sports facility here in New Jersey, then eventually got into title insurance. So I kind of went a complete 180 on the whole career path. But my father has been a title insurance uh, attorney here in New Jersey for about 35 years. So that's kind of, you know, the connection there. 
Right. Um, he works for the same company that I do. Um, and he's, you know, a regional council up in you know New Jersey. And I think he covers Delaware as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, at the time back when I was working at the indoor sports facility, I did not like that job. It was not a good fit. I was just kind of lost. Didn't really know what I was, what I wanted to do. Really? Um, and, uh, he was like, well, you know, what about selling title insurance? I was, you know, I was like, what the hell is title insurance? And, uh, now All almost, years you didn't know. Well, no, I mean, like, cause I would like, he would work from home some days and I would listen to him on the phone. I'd make fun of him, you know, like, what the hell are you even talking about in there? Like, that sounds so boring. Um, but, uh, but I mean, then I, you know, I, so I didn't really exactly understand that I had to sit for my insurance producer's exam. He was a great resource because instead of going through like the courses, you know, the, the online courses to, to study, we would just sit on the porch and he would just like ask me questions or I would ask him questions. We'd talk about title insurance. So he's been just a wealth of knowledge for me being one of, you know, the more experienced, probably one of the most experienced title insurance attorneys here in New Jersey. Um, you know, so having him has just been amazing. And even now, like I'll, you know, text him, ask him a question, give him a call, whatever. Um, so it's always nice to kind of have a little backup. If you don't know the answer, you could find someone that does know the answer. Right. Um, but that's kind of how I got started in it. And then my first couple months, I was, you know, saying to him, like, what did you get me into? I mean, this is like, <laughs> this was as boring as I probably expected. Yeah. But that was just because it was new. Right. You know, like I said before, the, the subject matter is not necessarily, you know, electric content. It, it's, you know, it's very, um, especially here in on the East Coast, very old fashioned. It's just an, an old, old school type industry. Um, and there is just a lot of, it's not, like you said before, it's, it's ne necessary. I mean, people need it when they're trying to close on their properties. Um, so the actual subject matter is not necessarily what I try to sell. It's because the rates here in New Jersey are regulated. So it doesn't matter what company you go to, you get charged the exact same price for the exact same product. Essentially, it's just the logo at the top is going to be different. It's all about relationships and service. So if, if I have good relationships with my clients, if we provide good service, which we do because we have people that have been doing this for a very long time, okay. they're very knowledgeable, very experienced, um, know what they're doing. And we just have the resources of a huge company. Uh, we have five offices here just in New Jersey for our direct op side. And, um, you know, so if you have good relationships and service with your clients, all of a sudden you start to build up a good book of business. And now, you know, four, almost four years later, I, I really enjoy this job. Like I, I enjoy doing it. Um, it's, you know, it's more about the people for me and, and connecting and making sure that we're helping them with their issues, their problems, being a connector, because that's really important in the real estate game, as you know, yeah. you know, being able to make sure that people get, you know, in front of the people that can answer their questions right. or provide some other type of service that maybe I can't provide, but I know a guy, you know, that's right, always right, good to have. Right. Like you always have to have a guy, you know, or, or a girl, um, that can do the job that you can't do. Right. Ladies and gentlemen. I got a few Tyler reps. They gave me a good referrals because some some investors couldn't close. So it's good to build a good relationship with that that title company. Stick with yeah. a certain title company. Show your face, whether you do deal with them or not. You know, build a bridge. But I actually have closed a couple of deals because that person couldn't close at that time. 
right. took it off. So, but it's good, good networking, as I said before, which I yeah. used to be a mortgage broker. So, okay, guys, then yeah. Yeah, y'all used to take me out to lunch every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. We go to lunch. I go to lunch three or four times a week, man. Yeah. Just with different title people. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's, yeah, there, we're, we're all over the place. Yeah. yeah. But there's only one Mike Ham. That's the, that's the key takeaway yeah. from this episode, I hope you get, is there's <laughs> yeah, only yeah. one me. That's so you should be calling that. me. That, yeah, that's right. That's where we're going to lead to this, though. What makes you so, so unique? Because I know that your title company has purchased certain – am I right? They purchased certain title companies. What's the name of your company again? Educate them that you're so big. Yeah. You guys, why you guys are nationwide. And which, right. Which um, so the, the parent company of all the companies is Fidelity National Financial. So okay. people may hear that and think of Fidelity Investments. Not the right. same. Not even – not connected at all. Not so, okay. No. So Fidelity National Financial – um, owns Fidelity National Title Group, which you had mentioned in your bio, which is the largest collection of underwriters in the country, title insurance underwriters in the country. Um, so we own brands, uh, Chicago Title, Commonwealth uh, Title, obviously Fidelity. I know down in Texas, I think we have um, Alamo Title. So, so we're right. a very large company, Fortune 500 company. Like I said, we're nationwide. We have you know, offices all over the country, you know, local offices like mine here in New Jersey, you have NCS offices in a lot of the major cities, you know, Houston. Um, I think Dallas might have one, but I know Houston does. Yeah. Um, uh, New York, Chicago, LA, uh, Vegas, Jacksonville, all over the place. Um, so that's the company that I work for. And then me being a sales rep for that larger company, um, that's where I think that I can separate myself from a lot of people that do the job that I do. Um, so like you mentioned before, I mean, I have the podcast. I do... I'm just trying different things and trying to bring my own spin on right. how to sell it and how to help market myself and network and do and add value to my clients. So like if you go through the episodes of my show, a lot of those real estate focused episodes, some of those people are my clients. Some of those people I want to have as clients. Sure. Um, and that's why I get them on the show to talk about whatever it is that they want to talk about, because that's where I think that I can separate myself because I'm a creative guy. Um, you know, I'm using like the, old school. I mean, a lot of my mentors have been doing this for a very long time. Like yeah. some of their, some of them are in their seventies and obviously wow. have been doing it since, you know, whatever, however long ago that was. But you take somebody like me, who's 30, I could take those best practices that would are timeless that work, whether you're 75 years old or 25 years old in the current year that you are, but just now selling what's that. You can tailor it to that. Exactly. Need. Right. But you have the source, you have knowledge. Yeah. Where you can go ask them this and then you can come back and tailor, hey, let's do this, let's do that. You know, right. hey, one moment I get back with you. That's why you're in a good good field. Yeah. Because it's so broad. And you and you're unique. You're making yourself unique because people right. do business with people they like, know, and trust. Yep. Which everybody's going, which I'm fifty, which everything's so fast now. You got these phones and everything. They got a word called peer to peer. Everything's so fast right now. But you, right. you, you're so unique. Where you come, that's what, ladies and gentlemen. I got a side. When I first met him, man, he's, you hear he say he plays baseball. I call him Mr. Butt. He got <laughs> <laughs> he hit. He just hit a butt. He gonna hit all bases with you, ladies and gentlemen. He gonna make a yeah. home run. That's why. That's I right, him, man. So yeah. he's so unique. But he has yeah. coach and mentors. Am I right? Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing is being able to because one of the things that I like about having people like that is they've worked with clients that I could only dream of working with, like big clients, and I won't say any of them, but sure, right. you know, like they they've 
they've done very well for themselves over the course of their career. Right. And like I said before, there are certain things that in a sales role that are just timeless, right? So they'll work right. whether you're selling title insurance in 1991 or mm -hmm. 2021. Right. And, but now you take someone like me that grew up in kind of a digital world, you know what right. I mean? So like, I mean, I didn't get my first flip phone cell phone until I think I was in like eighth grade maybe, but, um, <laughs> but since then, I mean, that's where I do a lot of my networking is on LinkedIn. Right. I was able to put this podcast together to help grow my brand and build up a personal brand. So now wow. not only do I have the street cred walking into a big law office, let's say here in New Jersey that I work for Fidelity and I, they know that the, the weight that that carries and the amount of experience that I have behind that name, but also that they can work with someone like me, who's fun. You know, like right. that it can do different things beyond just take you to lunch. Right. You know I mean, I do right. those things because right. those are some of those timeless things. But, right. you know, it's, it's important to know, like you said before, people want to do business with the people that they know, like, and trust. Right. And if they know, like, and trust me because they know I can do the job and they know that our team here in New Jersey or wherever can get the file out on time, get it closed. So no headaches there. Um, right. That's really important. So you have like these two great, attributes for me which makes it unique because i have this big company but also a, a very strong or trying to build a very strong personal brand um to kind of make sure that people do trust me that's a side note you know don't you feel like it's still it's still competitive even though you're not in sports you still make oh, yeah. your business competitive or you i like to be about competitive people man so yeah yeah, yeah. it's I all it's, challenges, man. So right. I like that's, that. That's all it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a it's a competition. So, I mean, I work in our New Jersey office with four or three or four other sales reps here in New Jersey. Okay. And we technically compete against each other. So, if I right. get a client, no one else could touch that person. So, the more clients I can pull into my little <laughs> influence, right. they, can't, they can't go after them. But then you have other direct operations here in New Jersey. You have a lot of agents here in New Jersey, which is like a whole other, um, it's a little bit hard to explain, which we don't have sure. to get into here, no but problem. there's a lot of agents in New Jersey as well. So then you have a lot of people trying to pull at these clients, get them to send them business too. Um, so that's where the value add stuff really comes into play. Right. So can you connect people? What else are you doing besides you know the traditional, take them to lunch, buy them drinks, like shake their hand at an event, whatever. Right. Um, like what can you do for them that would help them grow their business or help right. them get in front of the right people and right. you know do whatever they got to do. So, um, you know, that, that's kind of how I approach it is that like, I want to be able to add as much value to these people as I possibly can. And this has just been a way that I can do that, that I honestly, and you could tell me if, if you've seen it, I don't really see anybody else doing what I do. No. No, you're unique, as a, man. As a title rep, or at least if they are, they're not banging the drum as loud as I bang it. So, but um, I'm gonna tell really you this. I, I'm gonna ask you: Are you getting most of your business because you're doing social media from YouTube and your podcast? Is 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 it kind of easier now because you're an educator too? And yeah, you, I believe in authority figure. I never, me personally, when I was in sales, I used to sell cars and all that before I sold, uh, became a mortgage broker. But you know, I love educating people. When I, when, I, when I did my first car salesman, I did 14. Out of the 14, only two were ups. The yeah. other 12 were referrals because I gave 100%. I educate them. So that's where you stand out as a podcast, YouTube, LinkedIn, Clubhouse, 
you know, it's an ongoing. They, it's it's just law of magnetism, I call it. You yeah. ain't got to push the sale. It's, that's why I call you Mr. Butt. It's just <laughs> easy, man. You got everything you said. They're educated. They're just asking the question. I love educated right. buyer, man, or seller. Yeah. But, they, but here I want to do, I want to, I know we can go on, but I just want to cut it short. I, I got one more question. Sure. Because I have the listeners, their apartment, some of these listeners are buy an apartment complex, or they may buy duplexes or anything above. Do you guys close those types of deals, like uh, commercial properties? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, like here in New Jersey. Oh, on the right, I, rather. I ain't going to say close. Yeah, right. Close, so, we, yeah. we'll do we do it all. Um, and okay. that is the nice thing about working for such a big company is that, like like I said before, I mean, we might do like $150,000 refinance one day, like a, a refinance policy, True. or do like, you know, um, uh, $500 million casino down in Atlantic city. Wow. Um, and that's, that's the nice thing because we have the resources to do everything. Um, okay. so, you know, the $150,000 refinance might not be our bread and butter, the bigger commercial stuff might be. Um, but at the same time, that's all part of it. So we can get every, anything done does not matter. The size does not matter. The scope of the project. You're um, capable. It could be, it could be multiple sites. It could be a lot of different things. Right. So yeah, we can, we can handle it all. You guys are capable because yep. one thing that you stood out one minute or less, what is underwriting? You guys deal, you deal with the underwriting, right? You said something about underwriting, what makes you unique or something like that, the underwriting. Right. So the underwriter is the actual person that reads those copies that are sent over from the searcher at the county records office. Mm -hmm. They go through the, the, the um, history of that property basically and put right. the commitment together. So it's a very, generally the commitments are very standard boilerplate type stuff and they cover sure. the same types of things. But if they notice the issues that I had mentioned earlier in the episode, they know what to put in there to make sure that they're taken care of by the seller. Um, so we basically take the deal from, you know, once a contract is signed, it usually comes over to us. We take it from that point and help facilitate all the way through the closing. Um, we'll do the closing uh, if, you know, if, if that's needed um, and then go from there. So, okay. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, you hear it, but I just want you, if you're listening in, I want you to hear it so he can break it, break it down to you. Nine times out of 10, you're not going to reach him anyway, you, especially the underwriting department. You're going to reach what's called an escrow office or a title rep. Am I correct? When you right. go to the yeah. office. And that's the, that's the position of, at, at times, especially on the first time buyer, that's the position of an escrow uh, officer and a, and a realtor that you're working with and the mortgage uh broker or the loan officer, ladies and gentlemen. I just want you guys to know the basics and know right. that this is important. Yeah. Like I said in my book, do not close at a kitchen table. I advise you to go with sources, title companies, such as this person here. That's why right. I want to let you know this is one of the main sources and he'll be your eyes and he has experience on that. So any last words, Mike, before we cut this short, any tips or last words? Yeah. Um, honestly, the biggest thing right now, especially, you know, since, I mean, I know D Texas is a little bit different than here in New Jersey and things are starting to look up with, from the COVID standpoint, but um, make sure that you're doing that stuff early on and always know, especially if you are in a state where the buyer has to pay for that title insurance, always know that as the buyer, you have the final say on where that title insurance is being purchased from. So okay. that's one of the things that we always seem to 
to notice is that whether it's a realtor or an attorney will just go ahead and order it. And then you have no idea um, who is it, who is it coming from, yeah, who's yeah. working on it. you have no idea. And then you get to your closing table yeah, and they want to check for three, the yeah, yeah, they want to check for $3,000 to send to Chicago title. And you're like, what the hell is Chicago title? What is that? <laughs> right, right. So that is one of the most important things, just making sure that the buyer knows that they can, decide who they want to purchase or the, who they want to go to to purchase that title insurance. And like you mentioned, I mean, I am just a phone call away. Um, you mentioned my phone number at the outset. That's my, right. that's my cell. Anybody can reach out to me whenever they want. Um, and wow. I'd be happy to at least point them in the right direction to get what they right. need um, from that standpoint. But I appreciate coming on. Um, I appreciate you having me. And uh, this has been great. Hopefully everybody got some value out of this. Well, thanks, Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have his information. You'll see it below here. If you're watching YouTube, you'll see it located. If you download, if you're listening in, you'll be able to download that information. You'll see it located there also. Well, once again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for watching. And remember, don't condemn, don't complain, because you have a choice to make a change. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on the Nicholas Brown Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www.nickbrowninc.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like this show and you are a new real estate investor, then check out one of Nicholas's free reports called the Wholesale Dominator Report. Also located on our website, www.nickbrownie.com slash free reports. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. And remember, don't condemn, don't complain, because you have a choice to make a change. Have a great day.